1: Hello, and welcome to Alone Together, a coronavirus podcast. It does what it says on the tin. We might be alone in self-isolation or lockdown, but we are also one community that's sticking together
0: throughout this crisis. This is the podcast that answers your pressing questions on the coronavirus outbreak and its impact on the UK. The pandemic has been a disruptive force affecting our professional as well as our personal lives Employment lawyer Oliver Tasca is on hand to offer advice.
2: It's a difficult time for everybody, both from a business but an individual perspective, and hopefully with these grants that are available to businesses to support the staff, that we can all get through this together. We
1: also tell the positive community stories coming out of this crisis. On today's episode, we speak to Emma Nino, a fundraiser for Cancer Wise, who discusses the charity's campaign in the lockdown.
3: So, we rely on donations and fundraisers. Of course, with the pandemic that we're all facing at the moment, we've had to cancel all of our fundraising events. But we've been trying to think outside the box to try and engage people, still get people involved.
0: But first, we found out last week that senior figures in the government, including Prime Minister Boris Johnson and Health Secretary Matt Hancock, have tested positive for coronavirus. In this part of the podcast, we usually discuss
1: what the Prime Minister has said in his daily briefing. Since Johnson is self-isolating, we've been seeing some other faces at the briefing, including Dr Jenny Harries, Deputy Chief Medical Officer for England. She hinted that the current restrictions in the UK could last for months rather than weeks.
4: We actually anticipate that our numbers will get worse over the next week, possibly two, and then we are looking to see whether we have managed to push that curve down and we start to see a decline. The issue about the time frame is really important. So this is not to say we would be in complete lockdown for six months, but it means that as a nation, we have to be really, really responsible and keep doing what we're all doing until we're sure that we can gradually start lifting various interventions which are likely to be spaced, based on the science and our data, um, until we gradually come back to a normal, uh, normal way of living. But I think to make it clear to the public, if we are successful, we will have squashed the top of that curve, which is brilliant, But we must not then suddenly revert to our normal way of living. That would be quite dangerous. If we stop then, all of our efforts will be wasted and we could potentially see a second peak. So over time, probably over the next six months, we will have a three-week review. We will see where we're going. We need to keep that lid on. And then gradually we will be able to hopefully adjust some of the social distancing measures and gradually get us all back to normal.
1: So, Dan, how do you feel about potentially being
0: locked down for six months? Well, to be honest with you, it's not that much of a, of a surprise. It's um, I knew it was going to be months rather than the weeks. I mean, it, it's really the uncertainty. When Johnson said, we'll do three weeks and t- take it from there, I certainly knew it was going to be more than three weeks. But when you put something like three, six months, uh, that's half a year gone. That's absolutely terrified in a lot of ways not just in terms of the health scares but in terms of employment you know worries about jobs etc which obviously we're going to talk about later on
1: yeah i think it is you know really starting to ring home now um that we're yeah you know we're, we're possibly in this for you know a, a considerable amount of time you know, in, in
0: this for the long run well i think you know that the, 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 what the government was struggling with initially with the messaging around the outbreak is it wasn't clear enough so when they said about self-distancing they had to make it more clear in terms of lockdown now with johnson mentioning a certain figure in his in the first you know when he, he put the country into you know what was deemed as a lockdown he said maybe three weeks and people really stuck on to that figure but it took the deputy chief medical officer for england to sort of put some home troops here, that it's going to be longer than we anticipated. Anyway, last week also saw something remarkable. One of the rare lights in the darkness for our health staff, on Thursday evening at 8pm, people across the UK appeared on their doorsteps, gardens, balconies, and windows to participate in CLAP for the NHS. Now, Matt, your mum works in the health service. What what does she think about this? Well, we actually...
1: Um we we did it here, um, here where where I live and film film the whole thing. I actually, live in an apartment block, and and everyone around the, the the whole apartment all opened their windows and and were cheering, and you could hear it echoing throughout the block. It was it really was quite something, and. All of friends and family all recorded their own videos in their local um, local neighbourhoods and and sent all the videos through to me and then we basically spammed them all to my mom <laughs> and uh, oh, that's yeah lovely. she was a bit taken aback by it and uh, uh, as all our colleagues were as well and it, it it truly is a great thing it's you know it's it's something small but it it, it shows you know the real gratitude and um, you know. If everyone is is behind the NHS and and really feels for them in this in this time and uh, yeah, sending love love to them all.
0: Yeah, it's, it was wonderful for, for me to to, to see because I've been complaining about the the idiots who've not been following the guidelines, whatever. So it's nice to actually see the people come together and do something quite decent. Um, I had just watched there was a to to help Hoovians during this lockdown. There's been some watch um of classic Doctor Who episodes or new Doctor Who episodes. And Russell T. Davis, head writer, did this watch along. And then he said, look, everyone, 8 o'clock, go to your windows, etc. do the, the applause. So I, I went to my window. I'm based in an apartment complex in Salford. And um, I was fully expecting to be the solitary person making a fool out of myself, just <laughs> applauding in the window. But I heard cheers, applause. I heard whoops there were fireworks in Manchester you could hear it around south the Manchester it was absolutely stunning absolutely wonderful and it filled my heart with joy and I'm sure it would have helped the morale for some of the our NHS workers.
1: Yeah it really is an amazing thing so well done to everyone that took part in that and um, you know showed their appreciation for the NHS and care workers um, around the UK.
0: Absolutely and don't forget you can actually send a virtual clap to our NHS workers using the Thanks a Million NHS website. So you can send your support for those heroes, entering your postcode and leaving a message on the gratitude map that's on thanksamillionnhs.co.uk. The
1: coronavirus crisis has seen our work lives turned upside down. With the government implementing strict restrictions, some businesses have closed down, leaving many Britons without jobs and therefore without income. For those in
0: self-employment, it is a precarious time, worrying when, or indeed if, the next commission appears in their inbox. And those who are lucky enough to keep their positions, many of us have seen our houses and flats transformed into an office, as we spin the plates of our personal and professional lives. Oliver Tasker is a
1: senior solicitor at Wilkin Chapman, and he specialises in employment law. He spoke to more than McIntyre, Answering some of your questions
0: about employment in these extraordinary times. The first question that Morvin asked was, what advice has Oliver been given to his clients during the pandemic?
2: These are really unprecedented times that we're seeing for the UK as a whole and for businesses. We've seen the recent government announcement about the coronavirus job retention scheme. And this new term that's also been introduced, which puzzles people, called furlough workers. So the idea behind the retention scheme is that it's a temporary scheme for a period of at least three months. And it's designed to assist and help businesses that have been severely affected by the coronavirus, unfortunately. And really, the main premise is to protect those employees that would have been otherwise laid off or made redundant during the coronavirus that we're facing at the moment. The financial support that's available for employers is that they can access up to 80% of furloughed employees' usual monthly wage costs up to a ceiling of £2,500 a month plus the associated employer national insurance contributions and also the minimum automatic enrolment pension contributions as well. What that doesn't include is fees, um, commission or bonuses that would normally be paid to an individual. So this financial support is for any UK organisation and it covers any employees that were on the PAYE payroll as of the 28th of February, and that's a key date. So it covers all full-time employees at that time, part-time employees, employees on agency contracts, and also on flexible or zero-hour contracts. That was a big concern at the beginning, that those individuals wouldn't be protected or given financial assistance, but they will be, and they are covered.
1: How does the job retention scheme work?
2: So if, unfortunately, the, the business is in a position that work has reduced and they no longer need their employees to be carrying out any work, then they can identify those individuals and designate them as furloughed workers. If within a contract of employment, the business has the right to lay off or put an employee in short time working. Um, so lay off is where you don't have the work. You send somebody home for the week and they don't receive any pay. If you have that contractual right, you can inform the individual that they'll be nominated um, as a furloughed worker, write them to confirm that, and they will go home on the 80% of pay. One question that we're asked a lot is, is a business obliged to top up that pay by a further 20% or to top it up to the normal wage level? And the answer is no, the business is not obliged to do that. But you need to make that clear in writing uh, when you're explaining to the employees and the individuals. How do employers claim the funding from the government? So once an individual is designated as a furloughed worker, they are at home. The first point is that they cannot carry out any work whatsoever. When somebody has been placed on a furlough leave, the employer can submit a claim via a new HMRC portal that's being set up, which is hoped it will be up and running by the end of April, and they will be submitting the individual's details and their earnings as well. So the government can then process that and arrange for that grant to be provided to the business. A business can also submit a claim um, every three weeks for individuals, and that's the minimum amount of time that an employee will be on furlough leave.
1: And another question we've had in is, how about those that are self-employed? Is there an update?
2: There is. As you said, there's a lot of pressure on the government to provide financial support for those that are self-employed. And it's been announced that they will also receive a cash grant of 80% of their average monthly trading profits over the last three years. Which again is up to a maximum of £2,500 per month for an initial three month period. So that brings it in line with the support that's provided to businesses for employees through the coronavirus job retention scheme that we've just been discussing. Those self employed that are eligible um, for the new scheme will be contacted directly by HMRC in due course in order to submit some information in order to access. Um, this grant. Um, the scheme is open to those with a trading profit of less than £50,000 in 18 to 19, or as an average trading profit of less than that for 16, 17, all the way up to 18, 19. There's slightly different rules surrounding that. Also, to qualify, half of that person's income for those periods must come from self employed uh, purposes. And as I say, it's open for three months from the 1st of March up until the end of May.
0: Uh, the next question that Morvan asked is, what happens to the job retention scheme after the three months it has been allocated?
2: The government has said that it will be open for an initial period of three months and they may extend it after that time if needed, dependent on where we are in terms of coronavirus and the impact on the country um, and lockdown. Businesses really need to be taking the time now for planning, planning for the months ahead. One big part of that is going to be looking at cash flow because it may take time to access grants as well through the job retention scheme. If, for example, the job retention scheme does end after the initial three months or ends at some point in the future, that doesn't necessarily mean that an individual business will automatically have the work there to bring all of their employees back straight away. So businesses need to be planning for that and looking at other options that they can implement at that time. For example, layoffs, short time working, and unfortunately, it may involve redundancy planning as well. It's a difficult time for everybody, both from a business but an individual perspective. And hopefully with these grants that are available to businesses to support their staff, that we can all get through this together.
1: And that was employment lawyer Oliver Tasker speaking to Alone Together's Morvan McIntyre. Now, if you have any questions of your own about the outbreak and how it is impacting our lives, you can get in touch on Twitter, where we are at laudablepods, or by searching on Instagram for laudable underscore podcasts.
0: The coronavirus crisis has caused many challenges and for charities it is a testing time to raise money for their wonderful causes. Now, Cancerwise, an organisation based in West Sussex, is facing those same issues.
1: Emma Nino, a fundraiser for the charity, spoke to Morven about the important work that they do and how they are adapting their campaigns to the lockdown.
5: Hi Emma, can you tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, I um,
3: currently work for, um, Huntington Paris Parish Council. That's, um, my everyday job, but I also fundraise for Cancerwise, which is a local cancer support charity that helps anyone affected by cancer, whether that's the patients, family members or carers, um, based in Chipster, but covering the whole of West Sussex and South East Hampshire areas. I first got involved with Cancer Wise um, in 2011. They helped me through uh, my own cervical cancer uh, journey. They helped me and my family, and then I became the mayor of Littlehampton in 2012, where they were one of my mayoral charities. And after that, I became a uh, fundraiser, and I've been helping them ever since.
5: So you've set up the campaign, camping for Cancer Wise, for the charity Cancer Wise. Can you explain what your campaign is about and why you decided to do it?
3: Yeah, so basically we've set this up this week um, because Cancelise are a really small charity. They're a local charity that don't get government um, support, so government funding. So we rely on donations and fundraisers. And Of course, with the pandemics that we're all facing at the moment, we've had to cancel all of our fundraising events and also where we've had people that have chosen us as a charity, of course their events have been cancelled, some of which have been postponed, but we've been trying to think outside the box to try and engage people still, to get people involved. Obviously we have to be in our houses, so trying to think of something where we can get people um, on social media, still raise awareness and hopefully raise a little bit of funds as well. So camping for cancerwise Wise um, sort of popped into my mind because I think everyone, no matter what age, likes building a den in your house, in your sort of lounge, in your bedroom, in your garden if you have one. So we thought that camping for Cancer Wise was something that everybody, no matter what age, you can do, even if it's a few hours in the daytime, you know, something to occupy yourself.
5: And how are you going to get people involved in your campaign? Will you use social media, for example?
3: Yeah, we've got um, a hashtag. So we're asking people if you can make a den to um, share it to our social media pages, um, predominantly Facebook, but we've also got Instagram and Twitter. We've got our um, CancerWise uh, website as well that you can have a look at. The hashtag is hashtag campin for CancerWise. So if you can show us their, their pictures, that would be amazing. Back a few couple of years ago we set up Councilwise Rocks campaign and people sent in their photos of all the little rocks that they had decorated. So we're quite kind of hoping that people would do the same for for this um, and show us their, their dens and if they can make a donation as well, that that obviously will really help us too.
5: In your pictures, which are available on the NTL app, you have a very cute dog, Bentley. Has he been involved in the campaign and is it nice having him by your side at this difficult time?
3: Yeah, of course. And in, in, um, obviously now we're, we're at home, it's me and my two children who are, are teenagers. Um, but I've also got my dog who is always by my side. Um, so he's, he's a great help and he's always the first in the den um, if I'm making one. So um, yeah, he's a great company.
5: Well, thanks, Emma. It was great to hear from you. And if anyone wants to get involved with the campaign, please use the hashtag CampInForCancerWise.
0: Well, that's all for this episode of Alone Together, a coronavirus podcast. We hope that we've answered some of your questions and highlighted some of the positivity that's coming out of a troubling time. So stay safe, stay positive, stay informed and stay tuned. This is a Laudable production
1: and you can download Alone Together wherever you listen to your podcasts. But for exclusive, interactive, immersive content, download the Entail app,
0: for iOS and Android. You can find out more about Loadable and its other podcasts by following us on Twitter at LoadablePods or Instagram by searching for Laudable underscore podcasts. See you next time.